We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Show here on Roto Grinders. We're going to be doing a nice little best ball draft. Football's coming up one week away, or actually less than one week away. So, guys, if you haven't already signed up for it, sign up using promo code GRINDERS and get a not-to-pause bonus, but be entered to a free random drawing for potential core four, five-day passes, Roto Grinders and Underdog t-shirts, all sorts of good stuff. You definitely want to use the promo code. So, again, use the promo code GRINDERS. They have a $1 million best ball tournament that we are starting right about now. Uh, just filled I am joined here by Beers. How are you doing there, my friend? I'm good, my man. It, I'm counting the days. Feels like Christmas. We weren't sure we were going to get a season, and now we're uh, literally days away. We got that Thursday night game, and then I'm ready. Uh, I've been doing a ton of these drafts, so ready to, ready to whoop up on you here and uh, take some of them grant dollars. Well, I'm sure they'll be available. I, I don't know. Every single year in best ball, David Johnson just screws me over, and now the dog's trying to grab its ball that just went under the desk. So, <laughs> so things are going well over there. Yeah, it's a it's a fun morning. I got guys working on the gutters on the house finally, and yeah, the dog is just real, real excited to play right now. I don't know why he picked right now after he's been uh, sleeping for the last twelve hours. All right, looks like me and you are back to back. So really going to make it interesting. I'm picking one ten. You are sitting at the one eleven spot. So. Obviously, at that point of the draft, all the uh, the major running backs are gone. So we'll see what happens. It's one of those, if guys fall, I still lean running back, but I'm not opposed to going wide receiver there early either. Yeah, I think every single best ball draft I've done for a while, I've ended up with at least one stud or stud-ish running back. But every single one of these drafts I've done so far, I think the best pick I've gotten is like 10. I don't know why, but I've been in the latter end of the draft every single time. Occasionally, someone good drops to me, but realistically, I don't expect to get any great running back here. I might end up double-barreling it with something like Miles Sanders and Kenny Drake if they end up following to me. 
but I, I don't I never do you come in with a strategy on these drafts or do you just kind of roll with it and then figure things out a little bit later in the I, draft? I tend to want to lean running back early but you have to be flexible in any draft you're in I, I think that's the key I mean you definitely want to come in with some sort of strategy stacking so important especially in these, these bigger tournaments not as important if you're running one with your buddies or you're in a, a three-man five-man it's you still want that correlation but so I, I do lean running back early, but sometimes, you know, if seven, eight straight running backs go, Michael Thomas, uh, Devontae Adams, guys like that are still there. Uh, you got to pivot on the fly. So uh, we'll see. But so far, running back heavy. First six guys, all running backs. Kind of kind of standard with most drafts from what I've seen. Yeah, just RB, 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 RB. So, uh, like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to see what ends up dropping to me and you, but it'll definitely be interesting here in a few seconds. Guys, again, if you haven't signed up for Underdog, it's it's basically what what draft was, which I was a huge fan of. Played hundreds of thousands of dollars on draft. Absolutely loved it. Spent most of my day every single day during basketball, baseball, football season, just drafting stuff. It's a fantastic product. Underdog here has done a great job. Absolutely love the setup. Absolutely love the interface. So get signed up using promo code Grinders. And what are you going to do here? I was hoping Mixon would make it. I'm really high on him, especially once we 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 solved the migraine issues with $48 million. So uh, he went right in front of me. I'm going to go Miles Sanders. I still think I, I prefer these running backs. Michael Thomas, you could always make a case for here. Uh, he goes right to you. So figured that would happen. But uh, Sanders is kind of a tear break for me. So I wanted to grab him while I still could. Yeah, man. Running backs are going so heavy right now. We'll see who... This guy ends up taking. Yeah, running back. All right, I'm going Drake. I don't know why I end up with Drake on almost everything. But, man, this dog will not leave me alone. Where's your ball, buddy? Where is your ball? He just wants to be involved. So I'm torn between Green Bay Packers here, and it just so happens to be I'm a Packer fan. But uh, if I can get Devontae Adams in the second round, I'm going to take advantage of that. So uh, Aaron Jones was in consideration as well. I like the Drake pick. Uh, for you to get Michael Thomas at 111, it's about the latest I've seen him go in any draft. So I've uh, never so, seen him go that late. Yeah, like, so, I, mean, I can't so, believe I got him. So far, so good. I think we both uh, kind of capitalize on everybody going running back heavy, and that's that's where you make that pivot and say, all right, there's still top-tier receivers on the board. I'm going to go that route. Normally, I want two running backs in those first two rounds, but uh, happy with the way it's played out so far. Yeah, that's a that's the biggest mistakes people don't realize. Like, it's all f- fantasy sports is essentially about value. Like, it's about getting a or not paying a premium on things and getting guys at a giant discount. I never have a single player in any single scenario where I say he's on my never list. Every single draft I go into, I pretty much have my set rankings. And if a guy falls to me, they screwed me over every single year, like David Johnson, every single year, <laughs> I end up going with him. So uh, now the dog's chewing on my flip-flop. Gosh, darn it. This did not go well. Uh, yeah, like it's you set a price that you want to get guys at. And if you get them under that price, you go with it every single time. It's real simple. You're going to end up overall way better if you just go by that basic strategy every single time. And it's something that's fared well with me in season long in the past. And it's something that's fared terrible for me in best balls just because of David Johnson and Antonio Brown every yep. single year. Got to have a short memory though. For sure. I agree with you. It's capturing value in any draft you're in, you know, things fall to you and you, you want to take advantage. I think that the times you do reach is when you are on the ends and, and you got a guy you, you reach a little bit for, or if you're trying to build a stack, you know, it's okay to reach a little bit 
to get the quarterback, to get whatever you may need uh, to complete your stack. Nothing worse than you start a good stack out and then you, you wait too long and you don't get the quarterback or the tight end or whatever it was you were, you were kind of planning to get. So uh, that's another scenario where it's okay to reach a little bit. Uh, more important to, to get the stack than to wait and try to get the guy a little bit later. Yeah, this guy Dams at the top of the draft. He's got CMC, Godwin, and Kittle. I'm really liking his so far. Yeah. Who did you end up going with with your second pick? I was semi – oh, yeah, you went Adams. Sanders, Adams. Like, it's super interesting. So what guys in, like, the upper or lower upper tier? I don't know. The, the guys after, like, the seven different uh, running backs that go at the beginning, like Sanders – Mixon, Drake, Eckler, like those guys, I feel like one of them is going to pop off for an absolutely massive season. I don't know which one it's going to be. I think it all depends on health, but it could be any one of those guys. Like go ahead and rank those four if you have a thought on them. Uh, Well, I don't know if you included Mixon in that, but I love him. Sanders is at the top of that list for me. I I just, I think he's going to be the workhorse there. They they keep saying, you know, Doug Peterson doesn't like a workhorse back. He's never really had one of the caliber of Miles Sanders. So really like him there. Uh, Austin Eckler, I, I like a ton. I, I don't know that he's going to catch as many balls without Phillip Rivers there, but still going to be a big part of that offense. Uh, Jacobs is a guy that that I'm kind of warming up to, hoping he gets more involved in the passing game. James Conner is in that range I really like. So uh, there's a lot of guys. Even when you miss out on, on the, big, the big three, I call them, big four if you want to include Kamara. Then there's kind of another chunk of guys, and then there's still guys, but then it's, it starts to fall off when you start getting into the, the Le'Veon Bells, the Todd Gurley's, uh, the Leonard Fournette's of the world. So uh, if I can have two, at least two, uh, in the first three rounds, I'm happy with it. Uh, went wide receiver, running back, that gives you flexibility in the third round where you, you can go either way. Uh, you're, not, you're not pigeon-toed into one or the other. So, uh, so far, so good. But, yeah, that, that group of running backs, there's a lot there, and I think a lot of those guys – could outproduce where, they, where they're being drafted right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you entirely. One thing, you talk, let's talk about stacking a little bit. So interesting one is I'm probably going to try and go out of my way to get Drew Brees just because I have Michael Thomas. The correlation is very heavy. Uh, darn, well, that's good. David Johnson there you just go. off the board. Don't have to worry about it. I was planning on taking him, not with my next pick, but the one afterwards. So thank you for saving me from myself, whoever just did that. Um, but, yeah, with stacking, like, I feel like there are good stacks and there's bad stacks. Like there's value stacks and then there is just ones that people are intentionally going out of their way. Like I know a lot of people try and get Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, like two of those guys in in a lot of different drafts. And I feel like it kind of limits you a little bit. Who do I want to go here? You know what? I'm going OBJ. Yeah, that was the two guys I was looking at. I, I'm really high in Juju, so if I can get him end of the third round, and that is one stack that I have a ton of because you can do it so many different ways. You know, if I have James Conner, great. If not, Juju, uh, Deontay Johnson, a guy I like. You can get Ben late. Uh, Ebron, I think, can be a solid tight end. So a lot of ways you can go with Pittsburgh, and it doesn't cost you a lot. You know, your, your example with Kansas City, that gets expensive, and you're most likely going to get sniped when you when you try to start that stack. I don't know that you're going to get all three of those guys, so uh, it can be tough. So I am back on the clock here. Uh, I would love to go running back here, but uh, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen and uh, solidify my third receiver. I just think he's in line for a ton of targets. Uh, Justin Jefferson has not come in and made a difference, so – uh, Adam Thielen for me. So receiver heavy here early in the draft. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I really, really like Thielen this year. We obviously saw what he could do a few years ago. It's a different offense, but now Diggs is gone. He's going to be in for a huge share of targets. I, They may be running back heavy, but now with two guys not sharing the ball in the wide receiver court, he's going to go off. But I want to talk a little bit more about the Steelers. So it's so interesting to me how they're so undervalued right now. I get Juju had a terrible season last season. I get that they were just bad offensively last season, but we've seen Big Ben. I don't know if he'll come back to full health. I would assume that he will. We've seen Big Ben in the past go down, and that offense just entirely turns to trash. Like we saw it with Landry when he was a starting quarterback every single time Big Ben got injured. But every single time he's been in the offense with a star wide receiver, which he has, Johnson is another good guy, and he has a running back that could do some work. We've seen him put up massive, massive numbers, especially on the road. They'll put up 40-point games all the time. I love Big Ben. I love Juju. I love going with pretty much everyone in that entire offense because we know on a week-in, week-out basis, if the past is predictive of this year and Big Ben is still good, then they are going to crush any time that Big Ben's healthy, and it's going to be one, two, three guys like we've seen him have two wide receivers in the past constantly. Antoine Randall, Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Juju. We've seen it so often, him having a second wide receiver that go, can go off in any given week, and the first-tier wide receiver just get constant targets every single week. So it's really, a, I think, the most undervalued spot and stack in best ball right now by a very wide, wide margin. Yeah, and I agree. It's one that I have a lot of. And again, it doesn't cost you a lot. That's the beauty of it. And it's another one where you miss out on a piece or two. I can still stack Ben and Deontay and Ebron. I, I can start that stack in the, the sixth, seventh round. So uh, I like to incorporate multiple stacks. We just keep talking about stacking here, but it shows you how important it is, especially in, the, in these big contests. You have to do it. And it, it's not just one. It doesn't have to be early. Oh, there's teams, Grant, you can start stacking in the 10th, 11th round and, and still get a nice uh, two, three, four guys from a, a pretty solid offense. The Lions, uh, another team that I'm pretty high on. Uh, even if you don't get Galladay, uh, Stafford, Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson kind of stack makes a lot of sense. So uh, those are two that I've been very, very uh, trying to get a lot of Pittsburgh and Detroit this season. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I like that. It's not like you're going for upside, obviously, and you need to find the guys that best correlate in your stacks. So if you're using the number one with the quarterback, then you want a guy that anytime he goes off, the other guy is going to go off. It's going to happen. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, it's almost perfectly correlated. Like for a while there, Mike Evans before uh, Godwin really broke out, perfectly correlated. We have a lot of different stacks like that that are perfectly correlated. And then if you're going with the number two guy, I like to take a guy that could go off any given week as the number two guy. Steelers is a perfect example of that. Anytime Big Ben's had a big game, like it's been Martavis Bryant that's had a big game, or I can't even remember the third guy that went off for like 200 yards versus the Seahawks three years ago. But he's always – he's not even in the league, I don't think, anymore. But there's always a oh, second. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Martavis I, I, Bryant. No, not Martavis Bryant. There was a third guy that had one game, and that was it. Martavis Bryant always had, like, random big outings. But there was one guy, I can't even remember. He was on them for the next year, and then I think he got cut, signed somewhere else, and now he's entirely out of the league. But there's always someone like that that can end up just 
absolutely crushing for no apparent reason on any given week. So it's, it's kind of a spot where I like to look at. I mean, looking at quarterbacks right now, we got Dak, Gallup, uh, Cooper, and well, I can't remember the third guy. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. I don't know why I was thinking Judy, but he's over on Denver. Like any one of them can go off any given week. So if you get Dak, just get one of those three because we don't know what CeeDee's going to end up being like, but we know what Gallup, Gallup did and we know what Cooper did. Kyler Murray, yes, you want Hopkins, but Kirk can end up doing something in any given week or even Fitz we've seen have random 30-point outbursts. He's still got it to an extent. Russell Wilson, you can get DK or you can get Lockett and you're fine. Like yep. Either one of those guys, massive outing. Or now my favorite player in the league, Josh Gordon's on the team. <laughs> I, I yeah I, I yeah that's uh that guy just will not I finally let go of him in a dynasty league I I went through all the ups and downs and we had to make our cuts and I I was like I'm I'm just done with this and then he signs the next day and I, I'm regretting it a little bit but that, that's a guy that you you never feel great about putting in your lineup anyway so all right I'm on the clock I went really wide receiver heavy so I'm going to target running back here uh, I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt. I, I just think he's got a built-in role right away. And if anything happens to Nick Chubb, uh, he could be a he could return first-round value. So that's that's the route I'm going there. Yeah, no, I like that. That's the guy I was hoping was going to drop to me, but obviously didn't. It was a it was an interesting spot here. Um, but like Hunt, he's got a set. You're right. He's got an absolute set amount of targets they bring him out wide like they do all sorts of things with him he can get touchdowns he can get you that upside that you need on any given week but yeah if Chubb goes down he is literally what RB7 in the league now I mean let's take Chubb out of the equation where are we drafting Kareem Hunt I I would say he's he would be in that mix in that tier that we kind of talked about Miles I would say he's above I, I would say he's with Edward Hilaire like I'd say he's right there he's just behind Kamara so those are the kind of guys I love to take where it's not just a handcuff. It's a guy that's going to give me value now. Like he, he can still provide RB2 value just with the receptions alone. Uh, they, they put him a wide receiver. They'll put him in the slot. Uh, so he provides you weekly, a weekly floor. Something happens, boom. Now you got a ceiling as well. So there's a few of those kind of guys where it's not just a handcuff. You don't necessarily need the injury, but if it happens, you're going to benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's kind of what I'm doing. Like, depending on how I go with the rest of my draft, like sometimes I'll get one, two running backs in the first seven, eight rounds, and then I'm just – I'll end up with six running backs, all backups, all with the possibility. I mean, we've seen it with Connor. We've seen it with random guys for a few weeks at a time go off. I can't remember his name over on the Giants, but we obviously saw him get the entirety of the workload when Saquon went down. Like, running backs are going to get injured, and this is a year with COVID. Like, someone gets COVID potentially out two weeks to a month. Like they always say 14 days is kind of the period, but it it adversely affects different people. I mean, we saw Von Miller with his asthma, not fully recover for a little bit. I know he wasn't playing, but he probably would have had a tough time playing for an entire month. Like all these guys are in peak physical health, but everyone has different like pre-existing conditions that can make it longer or less long. I mean, some guys, offensive linemen, some guys are just big. And so they have different, potential heart problems that they could have just from their size and that can change things even though they're very young and very in shape you never know what's going to happen throughout the course of the entire season so it's a great there's never been a better year to start drafting backups 
Yeah, get a lot of depth on your line, especially in these best balls. That, that way you can uh, withstand injuries. You get, you get some injuries, you're not dead in the water because you built a lot of depth. And running back's the spot, and, and you nailed it. If you don't get a bunch of workhorses early, load up on a bunch of depth. Load up on a bunch of guys with upside, though. Not, not the, the boring guys that are going to come in and, wow, they're going to give me RB3 numbers. Give me the league winners, you know, the Latavius Murrays of the world and Tony Pollards and Alexander Madison's, Chase Edmonds. Guys that, that could absolutely smash where you're drafting them. Yeah, and remember, guys, playoffs for a uh, best ball championship are the same time as around Thanksgiving and around Christmas, so holidays. People are going to go see other people. Any number of things can happen, but this is the year where like, we're going to see a lot of positive tests right around the holidays, and it's going to be super interesting to see what ends up happening with fantasy, but it could be – could be a profitable year for some people if you play your cards right. Absolutely. Not that I want anyone to get COVID, but we're just we're it's just gonna trying happen. to make money. You're just, you're just being a realist here. It's going to happen. So preparing for it, being ready for it, and being able to withstand it instead of just sinking your teams, you, you can still withstand it. you got plenty of rounds to build depth at all positions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see where your team's currently at right now. You've got three running backs and three wide receivers. You're in a great spot right now. What are you planning on doing with this pick here? I don't want you to give it away since people are watching along there in the draft, but like you, you're coming up here. We got Kirk on the board. We got some running backs. We got a tight end with Ingram. Like, what are you planning on getting locking in a decent tight end, or are you? You doing I, something else? I'm leaning running back here. Uh, this this group of tight ends for me. I, I, there's guys I like later almost as much as I like this next kind of group of, of Ingram and and Gronk and Hunter Henry. I mean, there's so many late tight ends here. So normally I, I'm a, a two tight end kind of guy, but if I wait long enough, I'll take three. So uh, not really looking at receiver here. Uh, Zach Moss was the guy I wanted. Uh, he went right in front of me, so let's see here. Don't I'm steal my guy. Go. Don't steal my guy. Don't do it again. Uh, I think I need to reach there. Let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach a little bit here. I'm, I'm gonna go with Matt Breida, a guy that I am very high on. I know Singletary is still on the board, and it's, that's probably that's who your I guy. Want. That's I'm who guessing. I want. I, I just I think Breida's going to take over that backfield. Jordan Howard, we know, is, is a plotter. He'll score some touchdowns. But if Breida can stay healthy, uh, can be involved in the passing game. So I'm probably way higher on him than a lot of people. But uh, he's the guy I want. And at the turn, you got to be a little bit more aggressive. So there we go. Yeah. My problem, I really want to take Howard here. I think I'm still probably going to do it. But I have two guys already with a week 11 bye. So this is a really interesting spot for me. I'm going for it. I, I'm, I'm going to have to add some extra running back depth. But right now, I mean, my wide receivers are Michael Thomas, OBJ, AJ Brown, and Stefan Diggs. Like, I, I'm sitting pretty with wide receiver. I can take a few more guys in later rounds at running back and get away with six running backs with my wide receiver depth I have. Yeah, for sure. So let's see here. Thinking about Tariq Cohen, but it's half PPR. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing for the fences at receiver and go with Deshaun Jackson, a guy – we know he's pretty much built for best ball. He's going to give me some big weeks. They're already thin at receiver. So uh, earlier than I would like, but again, at the turn, uh, he's a guy I really want. So I want to make sure I lock him in here. Yeah. I yeah, know. I really like that play. It's always interesting where you're going to get him in some of the sharper drafts. He goes way, way earlier, but in the less sharp drafts, he's always kind of there 
probably longer than he should be. So I like that pick. I like what you did there. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my next pick. we got a little ways to go, but let's check in on the guy that got the number one pick. He was built up a pretty good team. He's got Le'Veon Bell there, but his wide receivers, and well, he's got Kittle. His wide receivers, Johnson, absolutely love. Marvin Jones, love, feel like he's undervalued. Yep. Lockett, love, feel like he's undervalued, and he's a perfect best ball guy because he can go out for a massive game. And Godwin, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that Tampa Bay offense. Last year, it was either Godwin or Evans. Every single week, like clockwork, one of them went off. They rarely went off at the same time, but every single week, one of them was pretty much the highest scoring wide receiver on the entire slate. Obviously, they have Gronk now. Obviously, they just got four net. They've still got OJ Howard. We'll see how he's used with Brady. I know they used to like to throw his tight ends in the past. That offense is going to be a tough one to predict in the earlier on weeks and even throughout the season. We don't know if Brady's still going to have it. He's getting worse every single year. But with the guys around him and with Bruce Arians scheming things, we have to assume that Brady is just going to do some decent stuff here. But it's going to be an interesting thing to watch all season long. I'm excited for it. I hope they don't make the playoffs, but that's just because of my hate for Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. So it will. Be, I mean, the the thing is, they lived on volume last season. You know, Jameis would would dig a hole, and then they would have to come back and throw so much. So will that volume be there for a Godwin? And if he's playing the slot. We know Brady loves that spot. I mean, you go back to Welker, Edelman, all these guys that, that have done well out of the slot for Tom Brady. So I think Godwin, people are worrying a little bit too much. Now, I, I've also seen people that have him, you know, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. I, I don't know that he can do that, but I still think he's a top 10 receiver. Um, uh, Evans can provide some big plays. Uh, Brady's arm isn't, isn't dead yet, can still make some of those throws. And that's uh, going to be a team. I don't know how you guard everybody here. We'll see how Leonard Fournette kind of works into the mix but uh an interesting team to watch in best ball I, i've kind of been more hands off with them uh, just because they're a team you could see them go any different direction uh, any given week so that's one you'd have to grab three four pieces from and I, i'm just not that not that excited about them with their defense uh, i don't know that you're going to get a lot of shootouts with them like we had last year yeah yeah i don't know either but i mean we'll see it's going to be interesting like in I, I just don't know what to do. And I think I'm clad a little bit by my Brady hate, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this next pick. If my guy falls to me, I'm going to be very happy because he's my one of my favorite players in the league. And I play him every single week in fantasy. So maybe if I have some more best ball shares of him, then I won't have to go crazy playing 20% of him every single week that he's on the road. <laughs> There you go. I just got sniped. I was hoping Carson Wentz uh, had Deshaun Jackson, had Miles Sanders, so I uh, was hoping Wentz would make it through, but uh, not so much. Got some good drafters here, so I have to recalculate on this next one. All right. when, who are you looking? Who are you looking at now? Uh, well, I got to make a quick decision here. So let me look at. Uh, let's see. So quarterbacks kind of off my radar. I talk about this every show I'm on, but I, I like to throw my quarterbacks in my queue that I have pieces of that offense in this draft already. And that way you're, you're not caught off guard. You, you can see what stacks are potentially uh, to build. So it, it's a little early for me to go a Big Ben, something like that here. Uh, Tariq Cohen is still hanging around. Uh, I'm going to go Tariq Cohen here. Even with even with half PPR, I think he's a guy – early on, he's going to have to play a bunch. You know, without Montgomery, they didn't sign anybody, which is kind of surprising. So, 
uh, even in a half point PPR, I think I can, uh, can live with them. So, and I, Josh Allen was on my list. So I, I, I kind of knew that was your boy. I didn't want to take him from you. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I've got digs. Like the interesting thing with Josh Allen is we're going to get about six great weeks from him. Um, it's uh, someone just to breeze. Darn it. I was, I must've heard you talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Josh Allen, like, look at his home road splits, and it's just drastic. He's a guy that loves to throw the ball deep, and it, it, it's just such an interesting scenario that I've looked into so much. This is more DFS correlated, but it does work out well for best balls because anytime he's in good weather, he averages about 280 yards passing and a few extra touchdowns. The offense is entirely different if he's in a dome, if he's in good weather. In Buffalo, I think it had one of the worst weather seasons that it's had um, in several years. And he also plays over in new England once. And so he's getting about nine games in absolutely horrible weather, but he plays down in Miami and hopefully last year was nice because he played in New York at the beginning is way game with the jets, but like that schedule and the weather is so important with him that if it's actually in a decent spot, then it can change everything. And last year we saw what happened with, uh, John Brown and why can't I remember? Was it Am- it wasn't Amendola? Why can't why can't I remember who they're Beasley? Uh, Beasley, yeah, yeah. So they had a guy that could take the ball, stretch the field, and they had a guy that would just go with dump off passes. Now they got Stefan Diggs there. He's one of the best route runners in the entire league. He's a guy that can go off in any given week, and he's a guy that can take those short passes when he's at home. So the correlation between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs is something that I absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's not afraid to throw that deep ball, you know, and that's what Diggs does well. So, yeah, it's not a, a high-volume offense, but sometimes you just need one or two big plays a week, and they're going to take their shots. So it, it's kind of an underrated stack, and look how late you got Josh Allen. I mean, he, he can return top five value. You got him in, what, the ninth round? So uh, I, I really like that pick. Yeah, thanks. I don't know if you can hear the construction outside, but it's going on. Hey man, uh, the, life happens here. We're 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 no different than anybody out there. We're drafting, stuff's happening, so uh, no worries there. Well, I had two trees fall in my house a while ago, and so now everything has to be redone. And it's contractors. There was a giant storm, so they have to work all over the place. So it's just whenever I can fit them in, they show up, and it's not great. Well, it'll all they'll always show up when you're doing something or when you're on air or just, just like the dog. He want, he wants to play while you're doing the show. You don't want to play after the show. The dog's not going to want nothing to do with you. Well, normally I just stick them outside. Obviously, can't happen because there's power tools being used. So, just an unfortunate situation. I was just sitting here watching watching the window, wondering what the heck's going on here. But I'm going to check in on the first place guy again. He went with admins there. I like that a little while back. Yeah, I, like I like that him pick. a lot. But, like, with CMC, he's, he's going with the all, like, upside wide receivers. Like, Godwin, Lockett, Johnson, Jones, Brown. All these guys can go off for massive games at any given time. And now he's just adding to his running back depth a little bit, getting the value in the running backs later on that didn't get drafted already that can actually do something. So, I really like his strategy so far. And this is the part of the draft where I think you find the best values, like, I, I feel like there's six guys on the board right now with huge, huge upside that I really want to go with. It's why I went tight end with my last pick. It's why I'm saving a lot of my depth at wide receiver for this spot because right now, just the guys I'm looking at on the screen, I think there's four guys right now that have huge upside. Samuel, it's going to be a different offense. 
Like I know DJ Moore did a whole lot of stuff, but people forget how much a new quarterback coming in can change things. Uh, we got Mike Williams. I know he's out for a little bit, but he's a guy that is just tremendously talented, huge red thrones zone threat. We don't know how Tyrod's going to do in that offense, but he's a guy with a huge upside. Will Preston Williams, another guy was crushing before he got injured last year. I know this is Parker's offense, but again, new quarterback coming in can always change things with the wide receiver. Yeah, I was liking Preston Williams as well. I, you know, I've kind of said, why draft Devontae Parker when you can get the better guy 10 rounds later? So he just went, he was on my radar as well. But I agree, this is the point in any draft where, where you just start getting your guys and your guys should be high upside guys. You know, a, a floor play at this point uh, isn't really going to help you. So who are the guys that can outproduce uh, where, where people think they are? Uh, who can jump into that top 20? There's a lot of a lot of guys right now that are standing out to me as well. So good part of the draft. We're you know we're flexible right now. Uh, we didn't get uh, too too dug into a hole here, and lots of options available. So I'm up. I'm gonna go with Big Ben here and uh, get get part of that stack going with Juju. So that's that's uh, one stack down. Yeah, I went with Mike Williams again. I have wide receiver depth, so I'm not really worried about the early weeks, but. He's just a guy that I, I, I really like every year. I really like every week. The Chargers are a team that I end up doing a whole lot with because they are boom or bust. Like Phillip Rivers was able to get 400 yards in any given random week, and some guy would go off for the last three seasons. To Rod, he's potentially going to be a good quarterback. We don't really know. We have seen little bits, and he hasn't really been bad, but he hasn't had the best offense around him in most scenarios. I mean, when he was over in Cleveland, he had Hugh Jackson. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. As I, I was making sure I didn't say Jackman. Uh, as <laughs> his, Wolverine. Yeah, no, that, it's always confusing when those things. I get that, and I get Jake Johnson mixed okay. up with Jack Johnson. I don't know why. Jack Johnson may have been a little after your time, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm getting uh, getting a little old here, so definitely after my time. Uh, Sony Michelle just went twelfth round. So how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you don't use a first round pick on a running back. Even, even the Patriots can mess up with that and Sanu. Uh so, all right. I'm gonna. This is a guy I really haven't drafted, and and as a, a Packer fan, it's tough to say. But I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers here to pair with Devontae Adams. I'm I'm not super high on him this year in most drafts. If I didn't have Adams, would not be looking at Rodgers. I think it's gonna be a running team, but. Again, it's another. I've, I got two stacks going now, uh, both with the wide receiver one for Pittsburgh uh, and Green Bay. So uh, again, not a guy I love, but uh, if I got a chance to build uh, two, three stacks here, I'm going to take advantage. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who I can stack with after this. I mean, I could obviously go Daniel Jones. No, I can't. That was almost immediate hit there. Um, you say the name, man. They're gone. That's just the rule of drafting for some reason. Yeah, but I still got Tannehill down there. I've still got. Uh, to Rod, although I'm always worried about him not finishing the entire season. Like, I, I still got a few guys that I can end up stacking with. I already got Josh Allen to Diggs here. Um, so I could go with Baker with OBJ. Like, I, I still got a few potential guys. I think next round, I'm just going to kind of see where everything's at, who's on the board, and kind of decide that way. But I got a, I got a good potential depending on what ends up falling to me after this pick or at this pick. Well, there goes part of it. I was going to go Hooper and then Baker, hopefully, but didn't think that was going to fall to me. I was just real hopeful. It's an interesting spot here. Um, 
but I'll, I'll figure it out when it happens. Just again, don't have set plans when they have, have possible plans and have contingencies because nothing ever goes how it should here. No. And if you're panicking, you, you don't have that long, you know, and you'd hate to be the guy just picking somebody cause you're running out of time. So just, just plan on the backup to the backup and, and just be ready. That's why I said, as soon as I draft a receiver or a running back or a tight end, I'm putting the quarterback in queue. So it's always in the back of my head. Uh, what stacks are even possible here? So, and I can't stress enough, you know, in a smaller league, you don't have to go out of your way to stack as much. Uh, I think you should always incorporate it in your DFS lineups. You definitely want to incorporate it. But in these, these shots for these, these big money tournaments, you're going to need these stacks down the line because people are going to have them and, you know, trying to, trying to piece things together without the correlation. I just don't see that being a winning strategy. So we keep talking about it, but that's, that's the importance of it. You got You got to get it done. Yeah, we do have those scenarios sometimes, though, with running quarterbacks where it's not the worst idea in the world. Like, we've seen it before with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Like, they can put up big games without actually having a clear-cut guy that correlates with them. Are you, Like, if you don't have a stack, and I'm trying to figure out who's potentially on the board that could do this, and I really, like, outside of maybe Tannehill, really don't see a guy that you can use that, like, you – can use without a stack i i think lamar jackson you don't have to have somebody yes it would be great to have hollywood brown mark andrews i think cam is a good one i mean i'm not very excited about julian edelman or uh, Nikhil harry or some of these rookie tight ends they just cut muhammad sanu so i think he's a perfect example of, of getting a quarterback where i don't really need any other pieces uh, with him i i can just build other stacks but still feel good about the upside that he's going to give you. Yeah. And yeah, let's see who's smart thing to do is in these drafts, especially if you're in the 11 hole, check the guy that's after you. I look at him. I see what he wants, what he needs. He needs wide receivers. He doesn't need a quarterback. So I'm coming up here. I'm probably, I'm probably going to take Baker. So don't take him for me, please. I will um, not take Baker. I didn't think you would. He's got two quarterbacks right now. So, I'm looking at wide receiver depth. I know that he's probably not going to go wide receiver. Ooh, ooh. You got snipe, buddy. It was not me. You, I told you, you say the name out loud, they're, they're going to go. So now you got to yeah. adjust on the fly here. Well, shoot. I don't know. If, I, 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 yeah, I, I had a complete plan that I thought was for sure going to happen, and then it didn't. So that, that's just great. Yeah, that's um, what happens in these drafts. Yeah, looking around, really not a single guy that I can end up stacking with. So, what do you think? Garoppolo, Bridgewater, or just wait? Uh, I mean, out of those two, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think he's uh, undervalued. So, Garoppolo's going to be a little thin uh, early on in the season with his weapons. Yeah, yeah, the darn saw is just going – and right up there. That's all right. We'll we'll work through it here. So, so I like Dallas Goddard here, but I already have Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders, and I don't have Carson Wentz, so I don't want to go overly crazy there. I'm going to go with a guy getting a lot of a lot of hype right now. Brian Edwards, uh, a rookie receiver for the Raiders, a, a lot of Debo Samuel to his game. You know, a senior. I uh, had some uh, some injury concerns, which kind of knocked him down the draft a little bit, but. Uh, the Raiders could be starting a lot of rookies there, and I, I think he's the the more pro-ready uh, of the two. Uh, Henry Ruggs, 
highlight reel waiting to happen, no doubt. But uh, I think Edwards could be the more productive guy uh, in year one, and you get a, a nice discount on him. So I'll, I'll go that route here. Yeah, we obviously got Williams that is now on the injury. I can't even remember what the injury list is called anymore. Yeah, I um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's could be in for a big workload. I mean, people are so down on the Raiders all the time, but, I mean, Gruden knows what he's doing. The interesting part is going to be if uh, Mariota ends up taking over for Carr at any given point. Obviously didn't look great in Tennessee. Got way outplayed by Tannehill, but change of scenery can do a lot of things for a lot of people. And Gruden loves that, dude. I mean, just go back to the draft process. He, he was all about him some Marcus Mariota, so – uh, there's probably a, a shorter leash than we realize on, on Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. And this drill is just going right next to me right now, and I don't like it, but I'm trying to figure out who to go with my next pick. It's a tough one. I was hoping that I'd get Ian Thomas, but I think that he just went off the board slightly beforehand. Yep. I don't have a ton of tight end depth, but I think I got one guy on my radar that could potentially be a good one. There are some nice tight ends late. I mean, it, it kind of starts with, with Hawkinson. Uh, I don't want to say I'm pretty sure I, I know who your guy is, so I won't say him out loud. Uh, I went Ebron with my last pick just to give me another piece uh, of that Pittsburgh offense. I, I do like him. Pittsburgh has traditionally go back to, to Heath Miller. They, they've always gotten production out of that position, especially around the red zone. So uh, there's a lot of guys uh, in this range, and, and I'll save the names so you don't get sniped. But the point is, you'll hear tight end is deep. It does start to fall off a little bit, but as a tight end two, tight end three, I, I think these guys are great depth pieces here. Yeah, I, I really need to I, – I do need to get another running back here. It's I, I kind of screwed myself over a little bit by drafting three running backs with week 11 buys, so it's going to be a rough week for me. Hopefully I can just get one other guy that goes off, and hopefully Drake is not injured at this point. But this is probably the spot where I need to look at a little bit of depth at running back. I mean, Vaughn might not do anything now. Dylan, it's always it's a three-headed backfield, but you never really know what's going to happen there. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes, you know, the buys, I know people worry about them. And sometimes you could just take an L in one week. You know, you could say, week 11, just not going to be a good week for me instead of trying to spread buys out. So that's something that I kind of adjust on the fly if I notice hey, I got a lot of buys. Yes, you want to get some more pieces, but you can also just say this week is done. It's not a playoff week, so things may happen. And I know it's a race in points. It, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but uh, if you can take one bad week and kind of spread out uh, the, 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 the non-buys over the rest of the week, I don't think that's a bad way to go. Yeah, it's really not the worst day in the world. And yeah, you could take it as an L, but really all you need is a guy that's going to get you 10 points. You're sacrificing five points on one week with your RB2 because you still have the flex. Like, if you have a whole bunch of wide receiver buys and running back buys at the same time, that's a little bit more of a problem because it's going to be hard to round out the flex. But, I mean, looking at my team, look at wide receivers. I have Tate and Diggs week 11 buys, but I still got plenty of other guys that can end up doing things. So, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not in terrible shape. So, I'm definitely – definitely. you think AP gets picked up by anyone? I, it might be the end of the road. I, I just, you look around, even when Fournette was released, you, you knew he would get picked up by somebody, but you start to look around and, and say, how many running back jobs are even left out there? I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody being overly excited to bring in Adrian Peterson, unless it, it's a, you know, come in and work with some of our younger guys and, and be a locker room guy. But does he want to do that at this point? So 
I we'll see. I, I think it's the end for him and what, a, uh, what a running back. I mean, he generational talent is thrown on a lot, but that dude was something else, you know, from his days at Oklahoma, uh, Minnesota, he was always fun to watch and to last this long in the league. I mean, he didn't last as long as Frank Gore, but, uh, damn, I, how do you get sniped on Kirk cousins this late in the draft? Come on. Yeah. That's a little bit rough there. Gosh, I don't know who to go with. Uh, there's really not a whole lot of running backs. I may just straight up sacrifice an entire week. Eh, maybe Washington will do something. I, I honestly don't know. That Kansas City backfield, there's always a chance with Washington. Maybe CH gets messed up. But I, at this point, I, I was just struggling. I needed someone. So Washington yeah, was. He was in the mid. I mean, if you're going to do that, grab a piece from Kansas City. You, you never know. I mean, Darrell Williams is in the lead now, but Washington has that familiarity with Mahomes and. Uh, so you went, I was the guy I was looking at. I'm going to go Joshua Kelly, uh, kind of same thing. You know, it's him or Justin Jackson. Uh, all reports have Kelly, uh, kind of going ahead there. So we know the chargers want to use multiple backs. So, uh, if he's a guy that could score them some touchdowns, it's an offense. I'm not overly excited about, but uh, at this point, uh, just to add some running back depth, uh, I agree. With, I, I don't mind the Washington play at all. I got a lot of Washington actually. Yeah. One potential landing spot, I think for Adrian Peterson, is Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Or Chicago. Yeah. I just can't see the Bears rolling forward with, with Tariq Cohen and uh, I don't even know who else, Cordero Patterson. Like, what? you, you can't give Tariq Cohen 20 carries. Like, it's not going to work. So, unless they got some guy we know. I know there's a guy named Nall there. The, the Wrecking Nall is his his name. He's a, it's a big fullback type. But uh, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see the Bears pull the trigger. Yeah, no, and I think, I think at this point I'm, I've got some potential guys that I don't know if it'll end up working out, but who knows? Um, but I've got a few. Not at this point, I'm just pretty much doing long shots with a lot of guys, and it's going to be interesting who I end up getting. You swing for the fences at this point. You should be always in the back of your head. Where is upside? I'm not a big handcuff guy. I, I'd rather grab other people's handcuffs, to be honest. So uh, just who can who can give me a ceiling in the 17th, 18th round? And, and there's guys always available, whether it's John Ross, uh, we, who we've seen be a top three receiver. Uh, a guy like Steven Sims at the end of the year came out. I'm just kind of looking at some of the names that are still on the board here. Who can, who can drastically outproduce where they're going right now? Yeah, I want to set people up to my queue, but I know that everyone can see me right now, so I'm trying not to. Uh, <laughs> it's going to uh, – I've got a few guys that I see that could do something. I might I might go balls out. I might just make this a full-on upside or nothing for the last, what is it, four picks? It's 20 rounds, right? It is 18 rounds, so you got uh, two picks to go. All right, well, I, I miscalculated that, but all right. So there's two guys that are on my list, and then we might be able to get out of here a little bit earlier. So don't um, say the names, and hopefully I, your two I, guys make it through here. I am not saying the names. I am definitely not going to say the names. See, we said John Ross. There he goes. So it, it happens here. So, all right, we're coming up here. One guy in front of us taking his time. Hopefully he doesn't cite my guy. Gonna gonna try to add to some of my stacks here. That that's it's it's either at this point 
upside or what can I add to a stack? And I, I don't want to go. I tend to go three, two is fine. Uh, four on an offense I really believe in, but uh, two to three, it seems like a good number here. So I'm going to go with the guy that we, we left for dead, but the reports have been really good here. I have Devontae Adams. I have Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go with Marquez Valdez-Scantling here, who's been playing well. They're going to move him back in the slot. And my phone is not letting me. Let's see here. Uh, Two, one. Get him. Boom. Right Devonta Freeman. Maybe he ends up signing somewhere. There you go. That I mean, that's one of those. Maybe he goes to Chicago or maybe you get an injury. I mean, he, I don't think he's dead. Done for. I, I think he'd be signed before Adrian Peterson. All right, do I go Josh Gordon or do I do go Antonio Brown? Two guys that screw me over every year, but I keep going with. Well, Antonio Brown's out for eight games regardless, so I would go with Gordon. Yeah, no, I knew that. I just like the upside it's, with potential playoffs, and I have wide receiver depth. So I mean, yeah, you can you can take that shot. I mean, I I'm surprised he hasn't signed somewhere to be honest. And you know, teams sniffing around Baltimore, Seattle. I mean, that's a guy you stash, and if he does come back, you know, that, that's, that's, a, that's a league-winning play there. I think Gordon can be effective in that offense as well. I just love Josh Gordon. I have to have at least one piece of him. I mean, I'm probably going to end up drafting him in an all-season-long league just because that's what I do every single year. So let's see if he gets to me. Let's see if he gets to me. I said his name. He got to me. Boom. Josh Gordon, one of my favorite players. God, that. There was like two guys that could have made me really happy with Seattle signing him. One was Gronk and one was Gordon. And over the last few years, and Gordon happened to go there, and it's been obviously not a great scenario so far. But I'm just so excited for football season. I am so oh, excited. I can't wait, dude. I, I'm going to go post, uh, post-draft sleeper Andy Isabella, who we, we saw a big play out of him last year. That was about the only play, but – they're going to have a lot of receivers running around in that offense. So uh, at this point, again, upside, give me, give me a week or two in the 18th round and I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's about time for us to get out of here. We're getting off a couple minutes early because you've got another show right after this, I believe. And Devin's got to get set up. Our wonderful producer guys. Devin is a wonderful person. I enjoy him. We play, we play call of duty sometimes. It's good stuff, but beer. Thanks for joining. Any last minute thoughts before you get on another show? Oh, we're going we're gonna to talk some best ball hot takes next. So, guys we like, guys we don't like, uh, guys we're moving up our board, down our board, our favorite stack. So, kind of circling around, bringing it all together. So, if you guys enjoyed this, you want some hot takes, stay tuned. We'll be back here shortly. Yeah, guys, just don't even leave. Just sit here. Maybe go grab a cup of coffee, uh, drop a deuce. Who knows? I don't know what you guys have to do right now. Maybe lunchtime in some places. But guys, it's been fun. Hopefully I win this this you just saw a draft where me or beer wins a million dollars. It's gonna be fun. Looking forward to baseball. We're out of here. See you kids. <laughs>